I'm Larry Bishop, and you're listening to the World is Wrong podcast. We're here to tell you how the world is wrong. The world is wrong about Season one of the World is Wrong podcast. <laughs> is that like your Casey Kasem? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the World is Wrong, an extremely positive podcast where we celebrate films and film artists and film podcasts the world is wrong about. I, as you are probably aware by now, am one of your hosts, and my name is Andras Jones. And I'm Brian Connolly, and I am also a host of this show. And this is the end of season one. Congratulations, buddy. We did, we did it. We made it. 48 <laughs> episodes. I have been a cruel taskmaster. <laughs> I bet imagine that there's eight of you and you're pulling my sled. You are the huskies pulling my sled, Brian. <laughs> and I'm just saying, mush, mush, mush. <laughs> <laughs> Through the Texas tundra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, it's this has been a it's been a, a blast. It's uh, we got to talk about so many films. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Forty eight is a lot. That's crazy. I mean, I wasn't on all of them, but that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of movies. Yeah, and um, not nearly. I feel like we barely scratched the surface of uh, you know of the films that we want to cover. I I definitely have more films that I want to cover <laughs> than we have covered. Yeah, me too. I feel like I've held, for whatever reason, held back. I think I was just sort of like, time isn't right for the ones that I really want to do. So I think that'll maybe, yeah, I don't know why I did that, but I did. You and I but. have the same have the same, the same same <laughs> mental problem of like, we want to save the last bite, but then when we eat it, we're full. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I should say I I'm I'm I might uh, bring up food a lot in this podcast. I happen to be oh, in the yeah. middle of a ten day fast. That's crazy. I do these a couple times a year. It's great. Just, I do the, just eat healthy all year round, and well, you don't I, have to do. You don't no, have to do I, that. I do eat healthy all year round, but it's still it's nice to give your gut a break, like just a total break. No matter even if you're eating healthy. It's still anyway. I'm not trying to advocate this for you, Brian. I I give it a break between 11:30 and 1:30 and about four and six p.m. That's the break that my gut gets, and that's it. And I guess when I sleep because I have to. Though I have fallen asleep with food in my mouth before. Like I woke up once with a mouth full of Skittles and they had all turned white. That was that was a, that was a low point in my life, or a high point. I don't know, but it was. Well. I guess I, I, I don't want to get into it too much. I'm just saying, if I seem a little lightheaded and food obsessed, <laughs> well, it's and day five. All, it's day, and also in Washington right now, it's like, you know, the Mojave Desert. So hopefully you're at least drinking lots of water. I, I am. Like, yeah. I am. It's, it's cool. Uh, the the, the uh, fasting brings your body temperature down. Oh, well, that's perfect for 110 degree uh, Olympia. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, 
actually today it, the 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 fever broke yesterday and it was a mild 85 and today oh. it's a normal gray olympia day and the temperature's like 65 so i'm i'm doing fine there on you, the, go. you made it through i made it through <laughs> we survived the first heat apocalypse of 2021 <laughs> so great uh, so we're here. So what we're going to be doing in this episode is we're going to be uh, just talking a little bit about what happened in season one, cleaning up anything we need to clean up, uh, <laughs> giving sending giving some some appreciations for some of the folks who have been a part of this uh, this journey of ours, and yeah. then we're going to switch to giving you a little preview of what we're going to be doing in season two. So I guess first Ooh. of all, Ooh. come on, Brian, we buried the lead. If you're listening to this, thank you. You are the, like, we put in all the work, definitely. We hope that it's not work to listen to the show. If if it is, you probably moved on to another one. But if you have followed (laughs) along all this way and you've watched these movies and you've hung with us, thank you. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, It's hard to tell because, yeah, we have an Instagram page. It has a lot of followers. But you wonder, like, are they just liking the posts or do they actually listen? So you can't really tell. So it's so whoever's out there, we're reaching out right now and saying, we love you. Thank you for listening. Even if it's just one guy in Nebraska. Thank you, one guy in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, one guy in Nebraska. I can. That's one thing I can tell when I look at our stats. I can tell the states and cities where we get downloads. And so, I don't know where we are as far as Nebraska is concerned. I would bet we're probably <laughs> if we do, it's probably around the number you suggested. <laughs> it's all it takes, you know. Like I'm, I'm sure that you've done this as a musician. It's worth playing for a theater of one person. You know, you, it, it's like you put in the same performance as you would for a full theater because it's worth it. It's worth it because that one person will stick with you. You know. Um. Or they'll just get really embarrassed for you and then from then on think of you like a loser and be embarrassed to be a fan. <laughs> I'm fine if people think we're losers and that's why they, whatever it takes them to listen to this. If they listen to this out of feeling sorry for us, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just checking. I think you may have picked the one state where nobody's listened to us. <laughs> no. All right, well, so anyone has a friend in Nebraska, send a link to them and let's get that one guy in Nebraska. My name is Joel Roberts. I work for the state. Sorry, I'm going to start singing Nebraska songs. Okay, well, let's get into talking about this journey we've been on, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. So a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, I reached out to you and and invited you to do this. First, I, I, I told you I was a fan of the director's wall. I've been listening to the director's wall. And uh, I was interested if you were interested, if you were interested in starting a, a second film podcast that had went in some different directions. And I was amazed that you said yes. And, he, and now, especially after the year of doing this with you and knowing how jealously you guard your time, even more <laughs> amazed that you said yes. So after thanking our audience, I have to just thank you for 
for joining me on this journey because I've been very lonely. It's been a very like I am. I I've think... been quarantined by myself. I don't have a wife, cats, chickens, all the dogs, all the the, the, the niceries that you do. So it, thank you. For it's sharing. definitely bit of you're welcome, and I, I thank you for reaching out because I feel like it has made our friendship more of a friendship. Like it's like I feel like we were friends before this. But we, but there would be years where we wouldn't talk to each other. Like it would be like mm -hmm. eight years, and then we didn't hear from each other. And I feel like we've gotten to really know each other very well over this last year. And I can now consider you one of my very good friends. I think because of this podcast, even though we haven't seen each other in person since starting it, just you talking with the voice over the thing, it just I feel like close to you in a weird way. And uh, yeah, so it's been. Uh, I've, I I think that's the thing I've most excited about doing this is getting to know you more and just basically you've been the person I've been hanging out with the most during COVID, <laughs> even though it's only over the phone. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's been a wild, it's been a wild ride. Uh, yeah. 48 episodes later, it's, it's no joke. So, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny what, what you don't know. I mean, I guess you, you probably know this, but you may not be fully aware of it so imagine that every one of our conversations i then listen to another five times so if we spend yeah. two hours on the phone i spend 12 hours with you <laughs> <laughs> so you know me even more than <laughs> I do feel, well, I don't know if I know you more. I mean, I know your vocal tics better. And... You can point out all the words that I say all the time, like interesting and uh, referring to women as ladies and all the things that I don't realize I do because you're you're studying my voice. Uh, you're like archiving my, my everything about me. Um. <laughs> but I'll say, you know, what, it, what what's wonderful is that having listened to your voice that much, I still want to hear more of it. I'm not I, oh, I, it, that's I'm nice. not in the I'm not in <laughs> I'm not annoyed in the slightest. Well, uh, we're but. still in our honeymoon phase. Maybe that's why. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm curious, has doing this changed the way that you view films yeah it has like i always people that know me and people have gone and where i work at vulcan when i worked there know that i've always been a, a strong defender of movies that people hate or movies that nobody likes like i have always been very vocal about adam sandler and tyler perry and other things we've done on the show so far but i feel i still would pick on certain filmmakers and movies or kind of like have fun and kind of taking them down and I definitely don't feel I do that at all anymore. And like, yeah, I feel you can definitely hear the difference between the two seasons of the director's wall podcast, because like the Shyamalan one, we did season one, we covered the films at M night Shyamalan and I hated so much of it. And I couldn't just stop talking those episodes on how much I did not like these movies and all the problems with it. And with the Coppola one, I feel we're also watching movies that would be considered not great to people. And maybe if I had done this, that, Coppola season a few years earlier I would be more quick to take down in a fun way some of these movies but now I'm kind of looking at it in a different way of sort of like oh like I'm trying to find what is the fascinating stuff what is what why is this a movie worth looking at like because it's every because I've kind of learned that like every movie is worth looking at 
And the idea of thinking of things as good or bad is like my brain's not really doing that anymore. And it's even hard for me to make like best ofs or worst ofs lists just because I don't want to rank things anymore. I don't want to think of movies that way. Um, and it's definitely given me more. I feel like giving movies more of a chance, like movies that I've heard were bad or don't look good to me at all. If the opportunity comes, like I'll watch it just because I don't know now. I feel like I could find something in every in any movie that's worth talking about. So it definitely has. I feel in the last year changed my brain thinking. Mm. That's my goal in life <laughs> is to change brains. <laughs> it is actually, but yeah. So I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm less argumentative about movies now with people and more passionate about them. Like. I mean, I always was passionate, but like if someone had seen something that I hated, I'm not going to do what I used to do of like, oh, that movie sucks. Like, you're an idiot. Like, why do you like this terrible movie? Now I'm more respectful and want to ask the questions of like, oh, that's interesting. Why? Tell me why you think this movie's good. Like, I actually want to hear now why the other side thinks it's great as opposed to me trying to fight with them or try to take it down to be funny or whatever. Mm. Um if we could yeah. affect that change in the world, oh, I know, right? Listeners Come out on, there, people I hope, now. <laughs> I, hope this is, I hope this is inspiring you because it's inspiring politics and religion that. and every yeah, just like just reach out to the other side and try to see what they see, and even if you don't agree with it, why do you think that have, way? Have yeah. a conversation as opposed to a fight, and maybe. You might not change the other person's mind, but at least maybe you can build some sort of empathy between the two. And maybe instead of fists, you can just like put these things aside and enjoy a nice meal or something. I don't know. Um. <laughs> so I just have one question for you, Brian. Sure. Why do you support Nazis? <laughs> oh, come on. No, I'm sorry. I just mean, I, that's basically, I just no. wanted I just wanted to, to demonstrate how someone can take a very benign thing. And I take don't. an argument. You don't. I know you don't. I, I mean, unless don't. I mean, you you're there are some performances where actors play Nazis where you are you <laughs> like their performances, but you'd still I, I do, you too. Know, I do, too. Ray Fiennes is great in Schindler's, Schindler's List. It's a brilliant performance. Uh, Jerry Lewis uh, doing like a Adolf Hitler sort of thing. And which way to the front is very is very good. Or he's not doing Adolf. He's doing like a Nazi soldier. It's 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 perfection. Oh, actually, so. <laughs> you know what? I did get you know in uh, in a recent episode where we did uh, Three Stooges. Remember, I talked about my cool uncle, who's a who's a yeah. fan of the Three Stooges. He actually wrote me some texts about it, and he mentioned. Uh, he said we didn't we didn't talk enough about uh, the Yiddish in the Three Stooges. And he mentioned that there's an episode of the Three Stooges, or a, uh, I guess a short of the Three Stooges, where Hitler speaks Yiddish. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> where it's Mo, I think, right? Mo as Hitler. Yeah, doing I guess Yiddish? it must be. He's yeah. the most Hitlerian of the Stooges. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good stuff. That's very good. I'm I'm all for Jewish comedians playing Hitler. I feel that's where it should be. I think those are the people who rightfully can take him down. And make fun of him. So, uh, yeah, Mo Howard, great Hitler. <laughs> Hitler facing. <laughs> Jews doing Hitler face. It's the new thing. Um, 
Okay, we go, there's a lot of things we can get out. Let, let's let's. So, move so now back that you've accused films. me of linking Nazis, I was, let's no let's no. I, I continue. You are a, with you, this. You're the most. You're the. You are. I'll, 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 let's bring it. Back. So, but I will say this: that I I am a more political person, and I I I am a more argumentative person. And one of the things that I get in lots of arguments with my very well-meaning friends is just some of the issues that I face as a Jew living in the world and some of the difficulties and some of the just not even like physical difficulties, but mental difficulties of trying to figure out why things are the way they are in relation to particularly a lot of to famous Jews. And yeah. uh, some of our com- uh, one of the things that's been really that I hadn't expected to get out of our conversations about films was that you have been one of the better people I know to talk about those issues that I have than in a, in, in a conversation which is, can be very difficult for a lot of people. And whether we were talking about Jack and Jill or... Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of other when we were talking about Stephen Frears, when I have my opinions about how anti-Semitism is, you know, is in the air around some of these films that we talk about. You've just been a great person to talk to about it. And uh, <laughs> I hope that people who are listening, maybe it helps them to see, oh, well, if you're if you're friends with a Jew who's having some difficulties around anti-Semitism in the world, here's a way to relate. <laughs> Maybe talk, start a movie may, podcast. Start maybe talk about <laughs> maybe bring it into talk like find the place like I think one of the things is that a lot of times when people bring up anti-Semitism, the first impulse, and I think this is with racism or sexism, the is first is maybe to get defensive and to say, Oh well that's not happening here. That's not happening yeah. here. Yeah, it happens, but yeah. it's not happening here. It's not it's not it's not happening to Jack and Jill. Yeah, it happened in the Holocaust, but it's not happening to to Jack and Jill. And I think one of the things that I really appreciate about the way you approach us is to be like, again, just like, oh, yeah. First of all, some <laughs> some agreement and then also some curiosity yeah. about like why. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Let me know what you think about that. And I just felt I felt very heard around that in this podcast in a way that Good. I haven't in a lot of w- other ways. And that is not something that I expected from doing hmm. this. I kind of expected this to be an escape from that, but I can't escape from <laughs> myself, so I bring that with me. And I'm glad that it never devolved into you being like, uh-uh, no it isn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're crazy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I'm very open to people's interpretation of art. So even if I disagree with it, I I'm, I want to hear what they have to say. So if you, I never, like when I love Jack and Jill, I never thought about the way it dealt with anti-Semitism, even though that's literally what they talk about in the first scene. It just never crossed my mind. But I'm not Jewish. I don't live with that fear. I don't have this problem. And you bringing it up has made that movie even better to me. It's like, oh, now this movie's even more of an exciting thing to talk about and to un- and to, uh, you know, unpack. Uh, yeah. And, and to talk about that movie in a way that I don't think anyone else has ever talked about. Um, yeah. So... Do you, are there any, let's start with the high points. Do you feel like there are any episodes of ours that you're particularly proud of or that you feel like, <laughs> well, if you were going to tell someone to listen to it, to get to know, um, and I, I'd like to, uh, even though I would appreciate it if you like one of the ones for the films that I chose, I'm, I, I'm really curious about which ones where you picked a film that you really liked and, 
and that you feel like we really did it justice so that you could, you <laughs> like if you were having an argument with someone, you could say, go listen to the podcast, then come back and then we'll talk. <laughs> uh, I feel like early on, honestly, like I wasn't expecting to really go into the paper boy in the way that we did because I wasn't expecting you to like it as much because mm. I was used to people not liking it as much or being grossed out by it or whatever. So the fact that we were able to immediately on the on you know on the first episode that I picked to jump right into it and really in a, in a smart way go through it and but then it's also fun to have done that with like nothing but trouble <laughs> like I'm watching the movie laughing at it think it's great and you're pointing out like they're on Old Coke Road and like he's the devil and I'm like oh you're right there's like oh, there's so much even more intelligent stuff going on in this movie that I love that I didn't pick up on but you are good at kind of reading like the, into these things better than me and so I think those. Those were and like and then same with Jack and Jill. Like I was expecting this to be like I love this movie, it's great, and I'm having to defend Adam Sandler. But the fact that we were able to turn it into like a really serious conversation, but not like an unfun conversation, but like just really get and give that movie even more respect than I even thought we could give it. Um, yeah, so those were kind of the highlights for for me. Yeah. In terms, yeah, you brought a lot of good stuff to those episodes, like to every episode. But I think those were really, like, we both kind of came to it with some great thoughts, and it just made a perfect bunch of episodes there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I dug those. I dug those. Um, <laughs> for me, I think I'm proud of a lot of our episodes. I'm, I'm really. I think the audience agrees. I'm very proud of the John Bryan stuff. That I don't was feel like epic. Done that. <laughs> that was an epic. That was that was a lot. That was definitely the most work that we did in an episode. Yeah, because because we also redid one of. So we did these two very long things, and then we redid one of them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then you and I got I went through so many albums. You listened to so much music, and then and then I thought I did it, and then you're like, "Well, you need to listen to these ones," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to listen to these more carefully." So then I went through them again, and then watched them. So that was like, and I hope and I think that the hard work shows that those episodes sound great. It really is like completest, you know, which mm -hmm. is great. That's how my brain works. So I feel like hopefully. Uh, people listen to it and really get a lot out of it and hopefully like go off then into the world and grab even more of these albums to listen to it and stuff. So yeah, that was epic. That was definitely a big, and that was early on. Like that was, we recorded that like the third month or fourth yeah. month. So that was like really, that's a big, when you, that's before you had, you had your, before you had established such good boundaries. <laughs> I think that's what made me. I was like, wait a minute. Now I need to say, yeah. It's like, I'm working overtime here. Uh, Going to go to the HR department. And uh, <laughs> that's the one that made me go to HR. Yeah. Um, that's. <laughs> HR is us having a conversation that's not recorded. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but no, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that turned out. I'd be sad if we did all that and you were like, oh, I didn't quite nail it. No, no. So I'm, gl I'm glad I'm very, you're happy. I'm very happy proud of that, that episode. And yeah. I, uh, yeah, I got to do something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is to really make the case for John Bryan to people who are not aware of him. For people who are aware of him, it doesn't need to be made, but I, that I, yeah. he's still pretty obscure. 
So I felt like that was great. And by the way, if you haven't already listened, John Bryan is the film composer, musician, producer. We did two episodes about him, episodes 19 and 16, 16 and 19. I guess the other ones that I'm the most proud of are the ones where we were able to have a conversation about film, but that it also got into issues in the world that really uh, that are important to me. So our episode on Thunderheart and Incident yeah. Oglala was really yeah. special for me. The Johnny Cool episode where we were able to unpack the Kennedy assassinations, yeah. Kennedy assassination and Bewitched. And that was really great for me. And then the episodes on the November Men and the Front. And the November Men particularly has just uh, it led to me getting to know James Andronica and have a great interview with him and getting to know Paul Williams, the director. And I just feel like I feel like that's a template for what I would love to happen ultimately with this podcast, where we pick a film that is not appreciated and then we get to be in a dialogue with the creators of that film who have felt unappreciated and are able to take it from just a one way like we think you're great to what were you thinking and how can we continue to inspire each other as artists in the world and that was amazing for me and I also want to give you a shout out for one of yours I loved the cat's meow episode and the way that you turned your negative (laughs) Uh, feelings about Mank into a positive take on a film that I already liked. But now I feel every one of these, when we do these, I feel like once we've covered a film, I feel a deeper intimacy with the film. For sure. Like I'm a part, like I'm not really a part of the film, but in a way I feel more like whatever wide circle the film casts, I'm, Closer in than the people who are on the farthest outskirts, or than I was when I was just a fan of it in the wilderness. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all those are ones to check out. Um, and yep. so, then another. So, are there any episodes that you have regrets about or corrections? You like <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty happy with everything that I picked. I feel like I'm trying to think if there's anything where I wished. I we went a little further or I just kind of feel like I didn't quite get to where I wanted. I don't think so. Like I feel like maybe I'll try after last season again for season 2 <laughs> try to make you actually watch it and and I, I'll try it again. I, I, I kind of I watched it. <laughs> That's the one where I'm like, "Ah, oh, we didn't quite hit where I feel we could have with that one." I but you know, that's fine. It's not a movie for everybody. And hopefully just inspired people to watch it. I think I picked it too early on. I think if I had saved it to like within the last few months, I think there would have been more of a, I don't know. I think it was too early. I think I threw that one at you too early. That was too much of a thrown from the side, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside your peripheral. Bit. I think I should have like eased into that. I kind of just was so excited to just jump right into it that maybe I was like, oh, maybe he's not quite ready for this. <laughs> Maybe we should have saved that one. But I'll, I, like I said, I think I'll just keep every year, try that one. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll get it right every... the next time, I promise. <laughs> so... 
No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, how about you? You're you're the uh, you know meticulous person who's always listening to this. What are I have regrets what are some about things, all of them. I, but what are the, are there anything main? Anything where you're like, oh, I wish we had, or I wish that, uh, or we forgot, or I missed accidentally said something wrong i don't know i feel like you have always have a list uh, yeah in your mind. yeah uh, well uh, uh, the ones that <laughs> Do i we even need to breach that <laughs> okay so know. we're not going to get into all of the little things that i have <laughs> quibbles with i when i'm what uh, yeah i just i hate when i'm wrong about stuff and i'm you know i, I can't you can't be right about everything and i just feel like i'm i'm wrong i get i i say things <laughs> And then later on, I learn something, and then I look back on that as being uh, wrong or whatever. Anyway, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit of a neurotic around being perfectionist <laughs> about putting out information about other people's work. Really, I'm not this when it's my songs or my work. I'm more free flowing of like, oh, you know, it's what I said is what I said, and that's just the way it is. But when I'm talking about someone else's work, I really feel like I want to get it right. And in that case, I felt like I, we we didn't. Or I wasn't able to really give justice or do justice to Rules Don't Apply, the Warren Beatty film. Mm. That's a film mm. where I feel like we could have given... I, w- I wish I had been able to give better love to that film because I think it's a it's something really special. And, well, jumping forward, I'm, I, I feel like even though we really did Stephen Frears, I don't feel <laughs> like we really... I don't... If, <laughs> I feel like if we are going to do a director's retrospective, yeah, we, we sort of fell into doing a director's retrospective on that. And in that case, we did a good job. But we ended up doing the kind of film podcast that I don't really like to do where you're, we're sort of just giving from the hip opinions. I didn't I hadn't read enough about Stephen Frears. So I feel like there's some like just about him like I'd like to find a biography on him I'd like to be more prepared going in so we may have got some things right but I feel like it was a little bit scattershot and so if you're a fan of Stephen Frears and you listen to it and you were frustrated uh, I felt the same way of course if you liked it that doesn't mean that it, that you were wrong I mean I feel like we did point to a lot of his films but there are films that I didn't get to. Like, if you're going to do a film retrospective, you should at least watch all the films. That's my personal feeling. And, uh, yeah. So, I think those are my two big misgivings. You know what we should do is, like, in year three, we just combine the, my two podcasts and we do The World is Wrong About the Director's Wall and we just do a season where it's just a director like a Stephen Frears and we just do everything. And that's the show. <laughs> and that way I have less episodes I have to do every month and we get to do justice to a director that the world is wrong about. Uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think <clears throat> I think those are the those are the main main regrets that I have. Oh, and I also, and just it's, it's kind of obvious, but I think the greatest thing that we've done with this podcast, if we've done anything good with this podcast, mad dog time, we started the podcast doing it. It was not available anywhere. Now it's available on Tubi. mission accomplished. I feel that was because of us. <laughs> it's not, that's my, it's not just a I feeling. It's, or maybe we're all part of the zeitgeist and like we've started it. We started this new everyone loves this movie. Uh, it'll be a Criterion Blu-ray will come out in the next year. You'll see. 
and we'll be like doing the commentary and <laughs> you're obsessed parade, with commentary. parades in the streets and uh, <laughs> it'll be a holiday mad dog day um yeah <laughs> now that is cool that is very it is cool when like you always hope that you had something to do with that when there's a movie that we don't think is getting love and nobody cares and then it comes out um speaking of which so the episode one of the last episodes we did high society is coming out in theaters for its anniversary in like october really so yeah oh we def we had nothing to do with that but i feel we're hitting in at the same time that people are like let's give this because that's not a movie that anyone really talks about so i was surprised to see like it was my local regal theater is advertising now that they're going to show it in like october Ooh, I think it's boy. like the sixtieth anniversary or six or whatever, you know, fifty sixty five. I don't know how long ago that movie is, but like that's crazy that that's. <laughs> so hopefully, like our episode will like inspire people to go see that movie in the theater. Like it's remastered and stuff, so that's oh. exciting. Uh, so I'm sure you'll be there. Oh boy, people are going to be <laughs> so annoyed because I'm going to be singing the whole time <laughs> and dancing. Yeah. And drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, well, so we've had... We, we haven't done this all on our own, Brian. I mean... No, we've had, we've had a lot of people yeah. help us. And we want to just kind of quickly or not quickly kind of give a shout out to these people and kind of a big thank you because, like, it takes everybody helping with this to make it great. And so I think... Let's start with some of these people that we never thought we'd hear from, people that we really liked and praised on our show, and they actually gave us praise back or acknowledgement back that we're doing something cool, and that is very exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh, that That's the thing that gets me, like, the most excited about doing this is like, oh, we heard, this is like, there's, this is great. So we, and we got one really quickly, right off the bat, when we did the Paperboy episode, we got a little message from Lee Daniels on Instagram just being like, hey, great episode. You guys are hilarious. Like, good job. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> episode two <laughs> from this director that's like a, a real filmmaker that's like, a, like, what does he care about us? Yeah. So that was really awesome. That was like getting that at the very beginning was like that to me, like gave me the fuel to keep going. Like, and get like, I was like so excited. Like, we actually heard from Lee Daniels about our, on a second episode. Yeah, he took that a was... break from editing or shooting the United States versus Billy Holiday <laughs> yeah, just to... to listen to our podcast and say something nice to us. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, then the one that was the most exciting and surprising was when we did our Black Snake Moan episode. And that week, Craig Brewer uh, didn't uh, just tell us it was great. He told everybody that was like his post that day on everything on twitter on facebook was that he like and he said that our episode was great and he really needed it and it was so exciting to him that we did that movie and that was funny because that was literally the week that coming to america was coming out that he was doing like every press junket so somehow he took the time for our little show to, which was totally unexpected and very nice and awesome of him because he definitely did not need to do that yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that definitely uh, blew us both away and uh, made us very happy. If you if you're a director 
who listens to our podcast and we cover your thing, just know that you can make our day. If we make your day, you can make our day and we'll be surprised. We'll yeah. be more surprised any, than you. <laughs> so, and anyone else who works on the show Empire, if you just want to say we're great, like we've already got two of you. So let's just keep going. Um, so like, uh, then when we, uh, we did Rules Don't Apply and we, and in that episode and on Instagram, we zeroed in specifically on the song written for that movie. Rules Don't Apply. By, great song. Yeah. Great. By Lorraine, by Lorraine Feather, and she actually had a little bit of a dialogue uh, about it with us, which was cool. Yeah, uh, the, the actually hear back from her was great. Yes, um, yes, that was and, very cool. <laughs> and then when we did the other rules, rules of attraction, we heard from two actors, the two actors that we I think talked about the most on how much we loved in that movie and other movies, and that's Clifton Collins Jr. And Russell Sams. The great uh, Russell Sams. The great Oscar, Russell Sams. Oscar winning Russell Sams for uh, in the in the no small actors category for yeah. uh Good Lord Bird. So that was cool. And he and and so yeah, Clifton Collins Jr. did just like a good little shout out of like awesome. And then Russell Sams actually on his Instagram posted a thing about our show and how that like we people should listen to it. So that was great. Again, like these are people that are, have jobs that are working even through COVID and they took the time to give the us little guys here a little shout out. So that felt great. So thank you. Those people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And if we, if there's someone out there, if some, if someone else who has shared our stuff feels like they're famous and they didn't get the thank you that they should have got here, <laughs> I totally, so, I believe me, yeah, I relate. I, That's how I, I go through life. So I understand. I, I don't follow Steven Spielberg, so maybe he did. And I'm sorry, Steve. Like I didn't know. Well, I, I think he's pissed off. We haven't covered one of his films yet. I know. He's just like 1941, guys. Let's get going. No, the terminal. <laughs> The Terminal is oh. the film the world is wrong about. I love that movie. Uh, it's a, <laughs> I love it too. We should we should definitely do the Terminal then. I agree. Let's okay. Well, we'll get into that <laughs> later in this episode. What we're doing, but uh, well, so those are sort of like the big names that we wanted to thank. And so now let's talk about the. We've had so many great guests. Again, these are people that have jobs and do other things, but they took the time to record an episode with us to have you interview them or do a whole episode for. So we have, and some of these people you've heard more than once on our show. Cause we're just like, we're, I think we're kind of building our world is wrong world. You know, like the people that uh, are our guests and, but I think we're going to have them back. A lot of these people, I can already tell oh, yeah. that we're going to have some of these people back. So we have Skinner Myers. Ah, yes. had he was the more one than who, once. Yeah. He recommended, uh, Chameleon Street and was a guest on Chameleon Street. <laughs> I'm going to say in both <laughs> ways. And uh, he's a great director. He recently came out with a film called The Sleeping Negro that uh, is it's still doing festivals, but I highly recommend people check out. And he was also a guest on our Noscars episode. And his uh, Oscars nominees were great and keep an eye out for this guy. He, he might, we might find him jumping into the, our other list of famous people giving us shout outs that we're excited about <laughs> soon. We can only hope. Yes. Uh, then there was the great Steven Shaneberg who was on our fur episode, the yeah. first slash the prom episode. And, uh, 
And he was the director, obviously, of of uh, Fur, an imaginary portrait of Deanne Arbus and The Prom. And it was great to get to talk to him. And I just recommend anyone check out that episode. And I hope it'll inspire you. I'm pretty sure it will inspire you to want to check out his other films. So. That. Then we had the great Larry Bishop for our very first episode. We should have put him first on this list. I'm sorry. I guess we should have, but you know what? We built that. We built that. Larry Bishop, he should have been the first above anyone because he didn't have to talk on our show at all. (laughs) He could have been like, ignored us completely. But he didn't just talk. He talked to you for like two hours straight about Mad Dog Time and his career and having that in our first episode was super special because Mad Dog Time, of course, was the whole reason why we even started this show in the first place. And so to have him kind of be, I feel like he's kind of our mascot for the show. Like he's kind of our, yeah, like so, that's the the person, like I don't know if mascot's the right word, but like yeah. he's like, he's the guy that like we, like he is the symbol of the this, avatar of this. He is the avatar of this whole thing of this. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully we can have him back again and talk about more of his uh, work because I feel like his filmography as a whole is kind of still underappreciated. And, you know, we get it all on Tubi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then you got for November Men to interview the screenwriter, actor, James Andronica. The fact that you tracked him down was so exciting (laughs) because when you watch that movie, it feels like a who were the crazy people that made this wild movie. And you were actually able to find him and have a great conversation with him. Um, many. So that many. was talk about <laughs> that was so epic. You, you know, you talked about how we had how I made you redo the John Bryan, the second half of the John Bryan episode. There was a point I had spent probably two or three hours interviewing him one day, and I I because we got into some sensitive territory, I gave it to him to listen to. And he got back to me and he was, he was like, I'm so sorry I got to do this, man, but can we do it again? And all I just <laughs> thought was, well, I made Brian do this. Of course I'm saying yes. This is must how, how he must have felt. <laughs> was like, of course I'm saying yes to you, but it is a big deal. <laughs> and then the next conversation was great. I, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. So I spent many, many hours with Mr. Andronica and I feel like they were... Uh, they were definitely hours well spent that I treasure, and I feel like his view and his 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 view of the world and his experience in Hollywood is one that I am so glad to have had a first row seat at the telling of. And also, he was very cool in helping me track down Paul Williams, who will he be hearing about more coming up in this episode, who is the director of uh, the November uh, the November Men. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, James. <laughs> then when we did the Cat's Meow episode, we actually heard from its screenwriter, Stephen Peros. He reached out to us, kind of thanking us for doing uh, justice to his movie. And then he followed that up with, here's other movies I feel you guys should do. And then he agreed to actually do one of those movies with you and do an episode. So that was great that we were able to get the Missouri Breaks with, oh. with Stephen Peros, and yeah. he's someone I definitely see that we're gonna. He's gonna be a regular in a way. If, he if wants he'll to. have it, yeah. If, if he, he wants to, if he'll have absolutely. it, absolutely. Because he is great to hear talk about movies. He, I feels like us. He feels like family in a way. Of like he can jump around from this to that. Like he is a true film lover. It makes sense that he got along with Bogdanovich. You know, they're like all another like people that can just like 
eat movies for breakfast and you know just like all day all night um yeah that was great um again and that's the first one where we've heard from someone that we're like oh the person who made the movie and then they agreed to be on the show so that was very exciting more uh, so of that please like, we want more, more of, of that, that please yes more of so that, please. yeah <laughs> then we uh did stuff with zach carlson you did two Nicole Kidman for Kid Mania. You brought out Zach Carlson to not talk about what he normally talks about, which are kind of crazy shot on VHS Filipino action movies, but instead talk about prestige films. You were able to somehow get Zach to talk about like legit prestige, you know, Hollywood movies. So, well, he, good, ones good that job. he's a fan of. He loves that he's a fan of, yeah. And he loves birth. And birth, yeah. So that was exciting to kind of get him to kind of get out of his box of exploitation cinema and expand the conversation. It was good to show people that he knows a lot about lots of movies. It's not just the stuff that he's known for knowing about. So I thought that was exciting to kind of get him to talk about someone as famous as Nicole Kidman, who would never be in a shot on video Filipino action movie. Or, you know, we don't know. It can still happen. Hey, but <laughs> she's, she's she's, not she takes risks. Taking risks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, then it was really exciting that you got my other podcast host, AJ Gonzalez, to do Vanilla Sky and the special epic Oscars episode that you guys did, which is, I think, my favorite of the episodes you did that wasn't with me. That was a very good episode. And just hearing him and you riff on the Oscars for, you know, five and a half hours or whatever was great. <laughs> and just to be clear, that's the Oscars pro and con episode, yeah. not our Noscars episode. They're Which he was that. also on. Which he was, was also, also on. on that. Um, then we had the great Jen Brown come in and save us with her Jennifer's Body episode because we could have come out of the episode looking like right fools being too cisgender white guys talking about this very feminist movie and i'm glad that we had her come because she is a great guest a horror expert just really smart and had lots of great things to say uh to open up the, and unpack jennifer's body and, and she was her yeah, episode her contributions to the nos i think i feel like it's funny because most of the films that she recommended on the Noscars episode are ones that I haven't seen and probably won't see because they're horror films. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm, it takes a lot to get me to watch a horror film. But I feel like of all of our guests, she brought the most to the Noscars episode. No offense to anyone else, but I just feel like she was so, uh, AJ was very meticulous in how he approached it. But I felt mm -hmm. like most of the films he was talking about were films that I'd heard of before, whereas yeah. all almost everything that Jen recommended was something I hadn't heard of before. And she was just very she just brought so much to it. I just feel like she's kind of the MVP <laughs> of the Noscars. Yeah. So I feel we will have her back, too. She seems like someone that would we could come back. She's a busy lady. But if we can get her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then. We want to thank Nigel Fullerton, the host oh, yeah. of and Murphy congratulations. Monday podcast. He just got married. He just posted his wedding picture. Awesome. So congratulations, That's, Nigel. It's exciting. But he, we did a little tradesies where I was on Murphy Monday and we talked about I Spy and Eddie Murphy in general. And that was great fun. And then he was on our show and you guys talked about Meet Dave. 
So that was fun. And then he showed up on Oscars and gave, I thought, the most bold pick of Scoob <laughs> for, the best, for the best. So I feel like he gets the award for boldest pick uh, uh, for the Oscars with Scoob. Yes, he uh, does. He, again, I feel that's another person I can see coming on uh, again for sure. Oh, he's, yeah. He was very, he's very fun. Then we had Kristen Lopez on for the strange love of Martha Ivers. I, I gotta say, just this is. You keep saying then as if it's in order. This is none of this. No, is this in is order. totally out of order. I'm <laughs> okay. just going then as opposed to the next thing on the list. Right, next so thing on our then list. Then on this list, <laughs> is Kristen. She Lopez. showed up and added some prestige to the strange love of Martha Ivers episode. Yeah, and uh, sh- her ticklish business podcast is one that I really recommend. It was great having her on the show, and she's just a great. Fo- if you if you are someone who follows accounts on twitter her film account her account is great she just if you like finding out about vintage films and she also works for IndieWire, so she knows about new things that are coming out uh, she's just a really good follow so i highly recommend checking her out online Tech, uh, ticklish business podcast and uh, her twitter feed uh you should look it up uh <laughs> she's great she's great <laughs> then recently we had daniel passer on our three stooges episode the only guest who hadn't seen the movie but it didn't matter because it was a great conversation about slapstick about clowning about comedians about the three stooges about andy really dick fun. about the andy about dick andy. show yeah about so the circus it was that, of freaks yeah that was a good conversation that was a fun little thing i enjoyed that then you had, as if the John Bryan episode wasn't long enough, you had a great interview <laughs> with Miranda Lee Richards, and you got to uh, find out, answer some questions about her collaboration with John Bryan. And that was exciting to kind of hear firsthand sort of like what that's like and also to clear up some of the misinformation on Wikipedia. Yeah, and if you're not, if you're not familiar with Miranda's music, She's a really phenomenal songwriter and singer. She was a guest on Radio 8 Ball once. That's one of the best episodes I think we've done. And she, you might recognize her. I think I didn't, I haven't seen it, but I know, she, I hear she was very featured in the movie about the Brian Jonestown massacre. And so she's that, she's that Miranda Lee Richards. And I, yeah, I, 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 have, I just have a, tremendous respect for her as an artist as an artist and she's always been very supportive of the things i do and so it was great for her to make time to talk to us about her work with john bryan okay and then we want to talk about jordan summers who helped us talk about plagiarism which is a subject we kind of got into with our one trick pony episodes we kind of talked about what is it okay if you riff with someone like a paul simon and he takes some of those ideas and doesn't credit you and is this a normal thing and he had a really good conversation about that from his own experiences. And that was great. That was fun. Yeah, Jordan is a very well-respected session musician in L.A., plays with lots of great musicians, uh, has a band. He's in the band All Day Sucker, but he was also in the film Echo in the Canyon and plays with Jacob Dylan and lots and lots of different people. And he's a, an old friend of mine, and it was great that he... And he's also a huge Paul Simon fan, so 
his contribution to that conversation was fantastic. And again, thanks, Jordan, for making time to talk with me once again. And then we had one other guest. uh, We did an episode with Aaron Leonard, who is the author of The Folk Singers and The Bureau. And that was our episode about the front. And just like I was saying, how I uh, how I appreciate the ability to have conversations with you about anti-Semitism and the issues around that on this podcast. It's really great to have a friend like Aaron who really understands, who really knows the blacklist and can speak about like communism in the United States is such a cognitively dissonant like there's been so much there's been generations and generations of propaganda around it that it's very hard to have a conversation about communism in the united states that is uh, grounded in facts and history and so having someone like aaron to be able to engage that topic with is such a huge resource and I, i i can't recommend his book enough the folk singers in the bureau Again, he's another great Twitter follow because he's he's also done a lot of work around Fred, Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers. And especially when big films are coming out about these things, having someone like that to give context where context is left out of the Hollywood stories is yeah. really, really valuable. So if you if you like that episode or you're just curious about uh, just wanting to expand your understanding of the really the 20th century in america uh aaron leonard is a great follow so check him out yeah yeah so that's it for our guests and if we've forgotten anyone if we've forgotten anyone we're sorry we're so sorry we went through this we're we're doing our best you're gonna have an opportunity to correct us on everything and we're gonna get to that at the end of this so yeah so now we want to kind of give a shout out to the other people on the internet who are really nice to us, podcasts, uh, you know, stations. So we already mentioned Murphy Monday. That was great. Uh, but it was, man, it was great fun to be on the Pure Cinema podcast. Those guys are awesome. Oh. they they If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's on their Patreon. Uh, and they picked two movies they thought the world was wrong about, and they picked two movies we already picked to kind of further the discussion. So they picked The Hunter and One Trick Pony for us, and then they picked Take Me Home Tonight and U-Turn. And that was really fun. Like, that was great to talk to them. And that's, I think, the best movie podcast. So I'm glad that we got to be on the best one of the best movie podcasts. Let's say one of the best. I think it's one, one of the, of the best. best. Yeah, I think it's one of the best. So I'm no glad offense we to, to be some on one others. of the best. Yeah, but it is. Um, yeah, and you know they're they're housed out of New Beverly, the New Beverly Cinema, which is one of the best movie theaters in the world. In the world, yeah, and, and they've reopened yeah. now, so go there and see movies and see them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I got to be a guest early on on the Carrie Allen Picture Show, hosted Woo-hoo! by Dennis Callow, and we had a great conversation about VHS and VHS culture and video stores, and that's a great show. I don't think he does it anymore so much or doesn't do it as much because it's been a while. Did I kill it? Did I kill the show? Did I stink it up? I thought I did a good job. Uh, Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you may have. You may have. You may have. Oh, no. (laughs) He's gone. You know what? I've seen he's been posting. He's doing he's doing a lot of great stuff. He's a filmmaker. He's making movies. He's working on his abs. He's making me very uh, he's inspiring me and making me very jealous. He's looking great. 
He's a very... <laughs> He's a very handsome man. Very handsome man. Yeah, he deserves he, a He should be show. on TV, not a podcast. He should be on television. Um, <laughs> okay. And we were on the Projection Booth podcast. Talking boy, about that was, Mad Dog Time. Oh. Talking about Mad Dog Time again, a year later. And like, you know what? Uh, let's make it. Let's try to do once a year at least being on someone else's show to talk about Mad Dog Time. Let's just be, you know, like johnny appleseed with that movie uh, and <laughs> spread it throughout it would be great if every single podcast did an episode on that movie eventually all of them yeah everybody everybody weighing it <laughs> um and then i think finally i want to give a big shout out and thanks to the paper house network who've been so good to us they let us into their family they we got free hot sauce out of it uh you know it's been it and they're really good at promoting us and spreading the word about our little show. And they are the easiest, nicest bunch of people to work with. And check out their other shows. Like you often hear ads for them on our show. And there's even more than that that exists. So like they have a whole world now. They're just getting bigger and bigger, which is great. Yes. Yes. Give them some love. Give them some love, Paper House. They're, they're great. They're great. And we're glad to be a part of, of their universe. <laughs> Sort of the outpost because they're kind of they're they're New York they're New York based and then we're the sort of the weird outliers in in Texas and Washington State. <laughs> but I feel there's something very East Coasty about both of us because we're both from there, even though we don't live there anymore. So I feel like there's something. Yeah, we're, we we fit in with them. We do. <laughs> Except that they're comedy. They're mostly comedy, and we're not funny. We're not funny, so not that's the odd. Yeah, that's the only part that doesn't quite fit. Yeah. but that's fine. That's why we do a film podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing a funny podcast. We're doing a film podcast, right? Um. Uh, don't be don't be confused by the the laugh track. <laughs> the laugh that's track. Just me laughing. That's, that's just Brian uncomfortably laughing constantly. It's yeah, it's just like in the Joker. Like I don't actually find anything funny at all. It's just like my anxiety, uh, the sound it makes when it comes out of my mouth. Um. <laughs> okay, and then the, you had one other you had one other round of thank yous you wanted us to do. I th- I want to thank my wife Kristen. She uh you know is very patient with me constantly running into this little room recording us talking about movies for hours and making her watch Brown Bunny and things that maybe isn't the thing she wanted to watch that day, but she uh is a good sport on <laughs> on doing the show. And it's often uh, given me great insight in a lot of these movies where like a lot of the opinions uh, I say, uh, honestly, are kind of stuff stolen from her when we have because her and I will watch a thing and we'll kind of have the practice discussion in a way before I talk to you. So like uh, she kind of definitely helps me hone in the smart things to say because she's much smarter than me and (laughs) knows more about movies than me. So like when I watch these movies with her, she can kind of point at you know, the, the the things in it that make it like worth, you know, talking about. And uh, yeah. So thank you. Can you, wife. can you mention, can you like, can you think of like one area where she has corrected you <laughs> on something that we covered on this podcast or like kept you from saying something dumb that you would have said if you hadn't been there? I feel like I'll like, I kind of get my rants out with her. So I'll do my complaining and then she will. And I, honestly, she's the reason why we have Stephen Peros because like we watched Mank. I went on a fucking tirade 
about how terrible that movie was. Like I just was like an obnoxious jerk about it for like an hour. And how she got out of it was like, you know what? We should really watch the cat's meow because that's the better version of this movie. And I have a copy of it. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen that. And so we watched it right after the same day. And then it clicked. Let's do an episode about that. Let's have this be my cathartic way to deal with my hatred of Mank. And <laughs> now we have Stephen Prowse as a guest. So I feel she is totally responsible for that and helping me steer away from just letting Mank eat away at my brain for months of anger and instead turn it into a positive, which is the whole point of our podcast anyway. So she, I had a moment of, I needed, you know, I needed a moment to uh, help there. And she helped me with that. Well, I would like to, then I would like to thank Kristen as well. <laughs> and apologize for maybe some of the films that I've made her watch that I made you watch, but then, you know, she had, she was hey, the collateral her and I, watching damage. We, we, I don't think her and I would have ever watched Frank and we both loved it. So that was a gift that you gave us. Oh, a sneak preview of season two, folks. Get excited. Oh. It's coming up. Whoops. It's okay. I didn't mean to do it's, that. The, I got confused. You let the paper mache head out of the bag. <laughs> I meant I don't know what this movie is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We're going to tell people what's coming up. So. Okay. Uh, and I should, and, and not I should, but you. it's thank you for reminding me to thank my special lady, Erica. <laughs> she, I guess she is probably the biggest fan of this show. Which, from that's how that's she's not doing it to be nice. She genuinely <laughs> loves, loves, loves this show, and she she's she actually has the same birthday as you, Brian. So she feels a real kinship Vir- with you, Virgos. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. So just being in a relationship with someone who just loves the work that we're putting out makes it just. It makes a huge difference. It makes me feel really good about it. And it. Uh, I've been in relationships where that wasn't the case, where what I was doing just seemed like, uh, and that just, it's just <laughs> depleting. And so being in a relationship with someone who is excited about it and excited to talk about it afterwards and watches all the films, yeah, it's just, it's great. And she also is a huge supporter of the show in other more material ways. And that is even, uh, that's an even bigger deal. So thank you, um, Erica. Thank you. So. Uh, okay. So, so. I think, so that I feel that's our wrap up on talking about season one. Andras here. When I'm not co-hosting the World is Wrong podcast, I'm hosting and producing the Radio 8-Ball podcast, where we answer questions by picking songs at random, like picking musical tarot cards. We've hosted musical divinations for people like John C. Riley, Patricia Arquette, Tig Notaro, and Fred Armisen, and hosted over 200 songwriters providing the randomly chosen answers from Inara George and Dan Byrne to Mose Allison and Alan Toussaint. That's Radio 8 Ball, all one word. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and download our app from the iTunes App Store.
Hey y'all, it's Amy from the Pink Among Men podcast. I know, you are really, really busy with your sourdough starter and your fourth rewatch of The Office. So it's totally cool if you don't have time for an informative, perspective-bending podcast right now. But if you do have a few minutes to spare in your jam-packed schedule, I want to offer Pink Among Men for your consideration. Pink Among Men is a weekly conversation on different perspectives, gender, and marginalization in the creative community. We chat with actors from shows you watch, directors who make movies that you want to watch, and comedians from stand-up shows that you'll probably never watch, but you should. Every Wednesday, they sit down to talk about the tragedy and the triumph that comes with not being a white dude in arts and entertainment. You probably don't have time for it, but maybe subscribe so you can listen when you're a little less busy. Get Pink Among Men on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're a proud member of the Paper House Network. Dear listener, if you are just discovering our podcast, you can find all of our episodes on our website at theworldiswrongpodcast.com. You can also write to us at contact at theworldiswrongpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at theworldiswrongpodcast. And now, back to the show. Is there anything else that's left to say other than please, if you haven't listened to our other episodes or all of them, Listen to all 48 episodes. Yes. Um, we should have said at the beginning of this. Oh, and, oh yeah, because we are. And, and the reason why we're doing this is because we are taking a little bit of a break. So I guess it's good to say that here before we talk about the next season is that we are taking a little time off. Not really, but we're going to pretend we are. But we're going to take a time off from posting <laughs> things. Yeah, for a month. And, we're going to take the month of August. July. No. Yeah. We're taking July. the month of no no no. Let's get this right. We're taking the month of August off from posting. Yes, and so uh, we're gonna we're just we're we're gonna just we want to cool our jets a little bit, and we want to sort of retool and just get ready f- and to go into season two. Really, just uh, you know, just. We can make some little tweaks and improvements and, and really go in strong and also give ourselves, and by ourselves, I mean you, a break. No, <laughs> both of us, really, from just like just get let our minds clear a little bit. There's something about watching films from the standpoint of preparing for a podcast that just it, it's intense. Again, you want to get it right. And so just we're giving ourselves a little bit of a mental breather. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. So let's let's all let's all give ourselves a pat on the back for season one. If you made it through season one, good job to all the people who, who helped us out. Thank you to those of you who followed us and listened to it. Great. Now I'm going to take over here and tell you a little bit about season two. Ooh. So as Brian said, we got a we're we we got this change of pace, um, and. In the in the month when we're off, we will be putting out one bonus episode that I'm going to be tell I'll tell you about. So you're not going to be completely without our content for that month. There will be something, and I'll be telling you about that in a little bit. Just in general, to let you in on the backstage stuff, our plan is to put out two episodes a month with Brian and I talking about a particular film 
like we've done for the last 48 episodes, minus the Noscars episode and the Oscars pro and con episode. But you know what I'm saying. And that doesn't mean we're only going to be putting out two episodes a month. We're going to be putting out, we're still going to try and put out one episode a week. It's just that one of those episodes will probably be with a guest of some kind. And Brian will be on for maybe the intro and the outro, but uh, but it'll be with a guest. And we have some interesting guests that I'll be reaching out to over the summer. And uh, I, I have nothing to tell you yet, but probably some people from the list that we just went through will be showing up again. And some new people, some exciting people, maybe some very famous people. You just got to stay tuned. <laughs> and then we're also going to just try and record some bonus episodes where there are some things that we think the world is wrong about regarding film and the realm of film, but that aren't really hooked into a particular movie. But just a, a general thing. Can you give an example of a topic that you are looking forward to <laughs> bonus ranting about in the future? Oh, gosh, there's, I mean, there's so much. I feel like definitely wrong aspect ratios in movies on televisions. There's so many movies that do it. By people who claim to love movies, the world is wrong about that. They should not be doing that. So I definitely feel like I can do a good 25 minutes complaining and pointing out and talking about that. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's. I feel like the bonus episodes will be definitely a little more uh, bitchy. <laughs> I think it can be more like a little more like pointing out things that we, uh, you know, have problems with that are in movies, uh, just silly, uh, but I think fun, like more conversation, like video store type conversations, like those kind of arguments and conversations that you would see. Um, we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do our bonus episode. Uh, I think I like the idea of like in our show, occasionally you'll challenge me to watch something that I'm like, I don't want to watch that. And then I'll watch it. And maybe it doesn't meet need to have a full episode. But we can do a little shorter bonus episode about it. Just kind of because I mean, basically, every time we record an episode, you and I end up talking for another 30 minutes afterwards where we just talk about movies and stuff. And so we might as well just record those things or make up things because that's how we talk anyways. And it's oftentimes in the past we've done those and I'm like, oh, we should have recorded that. That was really good. So I think these episodes will definitely jump around more. We'll, we'll cover a bunch more movies in a shorter amount of time. Just kind of those sort of film conversations I can see doing. How about you? What would you, what are you excited to talk about in a bonus episode? Well, I just want to, uh, I, I want to just make a, a little clarification just as far as the bitchiness, just <laughs> that I feel like there's, there's a big difference between being bitchy about someone else's work and about a dynamic like oh it drives me crazy that so many people do this thing why yeah, do yeah. they do this thing that that makes it harder for me to enjoy a film that's not yeah. like taking anyone to task or be, but it's critical True. of something in the world like yeah yeah it's a difference yeah. between co complaining about pollution and a polluter or racism yeah. and a racist I, or you know. we're gonna it's gonna stay within the theme of our show we're not gonna be zeroing on people we're not gonna be mean about it but we're gonna take some movies to task i think or certain tropes or things i feel like that that's sort of kind of how i'm looking at it or praising things that nobody likes in a movie that i actually think is great like pan and scan 
<laughs> I want to pray. I want to go from wrong aspect ratios to pan and scan, both in the same world, but one I like and one I don't like. Wait, you do so, like pan and scan? I I do. I love pan and scan. Big big fan of pan and scan. I'm a pan scan fan. We're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna so have to discuss have... this. We're gonna have to discuss this. But, uh, but that's something you can look forward to. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I I don't know that I have any. Um, I don't know exactly what my what my rants might be. It's more like there are things that come up in our conversations where I feel like we can't really get into it because we're talking about a film, but I'd like to have a yeah. half an hour conversation about like a that. side sidebar. Yeah. A little, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'll give you an example. Like there was a point, I don't remember what, maybe it was in our three stooges. Ep- I don't know which episode it was a lot, but in one of our episodes, you used the Beatles as an analogy for some other thing. <laughs> and the, the, the way that you relate to George Harrison as relates to the other Beatles is a conversation I really want to have with you because it kind of <laughs> drives me crazy. Uh, just shorthand. George Harrison is in no way and could never be the best Beatle, and anyone who says it doesn't like the Beatles. That's my opinion. But we'll get into that at another time. <laughs> you may like him more, but <laughs> in a in a sort of just a merit a meritocratic <laughs> way of looking at things, it just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's the cool. He's the coolest Beatle. Sure. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The guy, the guy, the, the you know what I mean? So he's the kid in class who sits in the back with his sunglasses on, chewing gum and making, and like making it harder for the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. Uh, no, I, I love George Harrison. This people are going to be right. People are going to write in just like, why? But yeah, this is, why do you hate but George these Harrison? are the, this is a sample of what these cut like. Yeah, the tangents that we don't need to add in the show, we'll yes. save those tangents. There's those little like where we go way off for an extra thing. That's what it'll be. So I think that the, these episodes will I think range from twenty minutes to an hour, depending on how tangenty we want to go or how much we want to jump around. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And one thing that I'd really like to add to the second season, and it's really up to you, the listeners, to make this possible, is I'd like to have at least every few months an episode where we answer letters and interact with the, get some audience interaction. People have context that they want to share, things we left out, things we got wrong, things they really liked, but they want to have, they have questions about. I'd love to have a bonus episode every few months where we just do that, but we would need to get some sort of feedback from you. So this is where I'm, my arms are reached out to you and I'm welcoming you. Please take this month that we're going to be taking the time off. Think about if there's times when you've listened to us and you have things that you want to say, things that, you know, whether it doesn't even have to be an argumentative thing. It could just be that you want to be a part of this conversation. I listen to enough film podcasts. I know that I, a lot of times I want to say, oh, guys, why didn't you mention this? You're talking about this film I love, but why didn't you talk about this point of view? So please, this is where, uh, you know, I, if you don't want to, that's fine. I understand. <laughs> Lives are busy. But if, you re- if you're inspired, this is the invitation. Please, you can be a part of the show right in. Yeah. We can, we'll say your name or we won't say your name. If you have something you want us to promote, we'll even, you know, assuming that it's like somewhat on brand. 
uh, we'll we'll promote that as well. And on brand, I mean something that is extremely positive. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then this white supremacist is like, I'm supremely positive about being white. And I'm like, okay. You can maybe <laughs> we'll find a way to if you can tone yeah, anyway. I don't why do I why do I always go to the nightmare, Brian? What this is just how your mind works. I don't I don't know. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's having the Holocaust so close to my family. Like it's just it's like it's, it's like only a generation away. So anyway, my <laughs> Maybe you take issue with what I just said. This is the point is we say we have big opinions on this and we're just shouting them into the into the void. And we'd love for the void to shout back and so that we can have this Um, be a conversation. Yes. Send a thoughtful email. I think that's 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 cool. And and also also and we've said this before and we didn't really get much from it other than Stephen Peros. But if you have movies that you think we should cover. You know, we're going through all the movies that we're thinking of, but like I'm sure there's others that we aren't thinking of that are that you know that you think is actually worth looking at. That we'll give it a look, and if we agree that the world is wrong about it, we will totally do an episode on it. So tell us what yeah, in the world, like what are things that we're what or what kind of movies are we lacking in covering or blind spots that we may have. So please tell us. And that uh, reminds me, there is. One person who wrote in to us to suggest a film that we haven't covered yet. I watched it. It's called The Beast. It is. I would recommend it too. It's a really hard one to watch. It's it's a war drama, and we haven't really covered a war drama on the podcast. I, I think Brian and I maybe both are a little bit. I don't know. Not not fans of war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this film isn't either. And so I do hope that at some point we can find a way to do that. But I do feel I felt like, you know, the, we have put this out, and we did have one listener, and I'm sorry I don't have his name here, who wrote in about this film, and I did watch it, and it is great, and I do recommend it to people with the you know the awareness that this is a very intense war film about that is is not pro-war in any way. It came out in 1988. It's a it it's the kind of film that I wish more people who were in favor of going to war in Iraq had watched. It's that it's that kind of a of a great film. And uh, thanks to I, again, I'm sorry I don't remember your name, but thank you for sending that in and I'm sorry we didn't get we haven't covered it yet. And I do hope that at some point we will look to coming back to it. Yeah. And uh, another name called... for it is The Beast of War or just yeah. The Beast. Yeah. And With... I've never heard of it. So it's cool that they pointed that out. Like that's a movie that totally went off my radar. So. Yeah. It's about a Russian tank in, I believe, in Afghanistan. And the stars, it's great stars. George, Jason Patrick, George Zunza, Stephen Bauer. So. Yeah. So yeah, write in, cool. give us your suggestions and we may not always get to them, but if we get enough of them, we'll definitely be reading them. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. What do we want to give people a sneak preview of some of the movies we'll be covering uh, in season two? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And <laughs> <laughs> people correct won't, answer. People um, won't know why so you're laughing, I- but it's because... I got confused there, and now I know where I am. Uh, so, uh, so first of all, I should say 
our very first episode back, we really hope that that is a letters and feedback episode. So you have a month. This is your assignment for this month. Please send us your feedback so we can read it on our first episode back. But we are going to be talking about one film briefly then because we kind of teased it Uh, in our Stephen Frears episode. I was pretty critical of the film Hero, which was released under the name Accidental Hero. And at the time, Brian, you were, as I described it, you thought, you know, I might like this film. And yeah. th- then I went back and in my Stephen Furrier's research, I watched it again and realized, you know, Brian is going to love this film. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't seen it yet. When we come back at the beginning of season one for our, yeah. our welcome back episode, you're going we'll to see. have watched Accidental Hero. Yeah. And you'll tell we'll me why it. I'm wrong about it, about all the I like criticisms it. I have. I like about. it. Yeah, that that'll be fun. And then, yeah, we have a couple of uh... let's yeah, let's throw some titles out to get people they, in their break. They can watch these movies and get caught up. This is their summer watch list, guys. Okay, like the movies you need. Like, let's just throw some out there. Well, we're I we're start when we come back. The first two films we're doing are one that I recommended, Frank, the film. Uh, that uh, features Michael Fassbender. <laughs> yes, it features Michael Fassbender in a paper mache head playing a Ugh. musician, and that's great. And we also did Wilder Napalm, which yeah. you suggested. And those oh, are two really great episodes. So get ready for those. We have some other things that we're uh, we're we're working on a, an episode about the Phil Jonawa film State of Grace with your writing partner Zach Carlson. That should be great. Throw out some of the ones you're thinking of doing. Uh, well, we're I'm excited for Shocktober. We're gonna do some more horror movies that aren't quite horror or that movies that just you know the world's wrong about. So I'm excited. I'm gonna do Ravenous. So if you haven't seen Ravenous, watch Ravenous. It is a weird comedy uh, about cannibals. I'm excited for that. I'm really excited to get into uh, the movie, the rhythm thief, which is an independent film from New York it was in the nineties that gets no love from anybody. Is that and a shock? That's the- not a shocktober film. That's just one that we're going to be. No, that's to. just another movie that I'm just going to do. So those are kind of like, I'm excited about that. And then I think I'm definitely going to throw out into the world, an episode on the Chronicle of Corpses, a movie I've been obsessed about for years now and a director I'm obsessed about. And uh, I, I'm ready to talk about it. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, very excited for this second season. So you are going to be pushing my lily-livered boundaries and making me watch some... <laughs> some scary movies okay but i don't really they're not i don't think they're scary i don't consider them scary i feel like they are in sort of the horror genre but not really like it's like definitely it's not going to be something that's i don't think is these movies are scary they're more just fun or fascinating films uh i'm not going to make you watch a saw movie or anything like and it's nothing like that and nothing that's even like boo nothing Mm. like that so just a lot just people eating each other (laughs) no 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 big deal but like in a fun way (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't think it's i think that's a different genre of film than where people are eating each other in the fun way but uh 
Yeah, other films we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be doing for Shocktober or, is it, is this a, are we doing Shocktober or we, we had to come up with a name for the world is wrongs <laughs> hot, hot take on uh, the, on October. But uh, my film that I'm going to be choosing is Wolf, a film that yeah. is, that I love that is not scary. It's about and nobody the wolf like- man and nobody likes yeah. it. But I love yeah. it because it's a horror film that Ooh. is not scary, that is really funny and about great acting and just really yeah. interesting. Mike yeah. Nichols and Jack Nicholson, fantastic. And I'm also looking at doing uh, Winter Kills in November. Uh, that's another that's another film that, uh, that I love a lot and want to recommend. And uh, yeah, I guess we could just keep shouting out names, but these are a few to uh, put on your radar. And yeah, so keep, you know, just uh, stay tuned because we got a lot more films to cover. I also wanted to say if you, going back to what we're saying about invitations to be interactive with the show, while we're taking this month off, the best way to build listeners to the podcast is for you to tell your friends about it. If there are friends that you have talked about these films with, tell your friends where you heard about it. If you have friends who you just have these conversations, if, if The World is Wrong has um, informed the way you look at and talk about movies, the way Brian has talked about how it affected him in this year, yeah, then tell your friends that. Like, really... Uh, I, I of course writing great reviews and giving us great ratings will help will make iTunes our i Apple podcasts move us up whatever boards they have and that's really important <laughs> although it's something yeah. that I I can't really get my head around so I'm yeah. not a great pitchman for that but in this month off if you if you feel like wow I wish I was listening to a world is wrong podcast right now I wish they were <laughs> Take that impetus and go and give us a good review and a good rating. It'll help other people find us. It'll make us feel great that we have a more successful podcast and and inspire us to no end. And I I really do believe that aside from the social media posting and uh, giving likes and reviews, just talking with other people that you talk, if you, you enjoy, if you have conversations like Brian and I have, Tell those people that you share that you have those conversations with to watch this movie. Maybe you'll have a conversation. You can listen to the podcast and then have the same kind of conversations we're having. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you'll start your own podcast called The World and Is we Right. We could be guests yeah. on that show. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I think I think we're coming to the we're, we're we're drawing towards the end of this what was supposed to be a once again a very short podcast which is now we just enjoy talking with each other too much Brian. <laughs> um but but there is a little bit of unfinished business to sort of wrap things up here. So while you're writing your letters to us and giving us our great reviews and doing all that which we really appreciate we are going to be working on taking this time to work on other projects that, that we do besides this podcast. So, Brian, what are you going to be working on during your break? I'm going to be doing some heavy-duty post-production on a feature that I directed last year 
called Make Popular Movies. And we're going to be going deep into some uh, fun color correction and sound design and then start submitting it to festivals by the end of the summer. So that's sort of going to be my full-time creative uh, job. I have seen a rough cut of the film and... I am looking forward to this coming out. I think people are going to really love it. It's very funny. I laughed a lot. It's a it's good. a very, very good film. <laughs> Thank you. One I hope the world is not wrong about. But <laughs> but we can then cover it. <laughs> <Yeah. if> it's... <laughs> so how about you? What are you what are you going to well, be wait, working wait, on? Wait, 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 wait. I know you're, you're, you're hiding something here because you're also you got a couple of literary projects you're working on. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, I'm going to keep. I'm going to kind of lean heavy into my Emmanuel book, which I've talked about many times on this, on this show. Uh, got so it's going to take me so long still to make it, but I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep watching these Emmanuel movies. I'm going to keep writing about them. This might be my epic thing. I don't know, but uh, I definitely have a big stack to go through. Going to go through it. <laughs> I think that's, that's uh, that's the other thing I'll be. That, those will be the movies that I'm watching over the next month. Um, will be lots of softcore porn from the 70s and 80s. So the greatest summer of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and huh? What else? Aren't you working on the second volume of something? Oh yeah. And Jesus. still, you're the worst self promoter in the world, Brian. I'm, uh, like, I'm having to walk you through this like, <laughs> like a child. Okay, go um, ahead. So, and yes, uh, my writing partner Zach and I are still finishing volume two of Destroy All Movies: The Complete History of Punks on Film. I'm done with that book, actually. It's just Zach who needs to finish. Oh, so I uh, write letters to him, everybody, to tell him that you want to see that book so we can get done. He's a busy man. I understand. It's fine. We're we're friends. It's okay. But (laughs) we're we're getting. You know what though? What's great is I still find punk movies. So even though I always say I'm done, I will I'll watch a movie and find a punk in it and go. Well, you got to watch another. So like it's never. I've never gone like a month without writing uh working on that book because there's punks show up every damn place um yeah so those are the three things uh that i'll be working on creatively and uh the director's wall podcast will still be ongoing we've been kind of doing an episode every two months maybe we'll go a little faster this summer i don't know we're just kind of casually rolling it out no rush uh so yeah that'll look for those too so you're taking a Copaloan pace. It's like, yeah. Take a What's break. The rush? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take a break for a little family meal. <laughs> Recast the lead. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I, 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 I kind of want to sit here and just keep saying, uh, and <laughs> is there something else you're forgetting? No, no. How about you? What are you doing? Oh, well, you know, I'm going to be, first of all, I'm going to be working on booking lots of cool guests for season two of the World is Wrong podcast. Uh, So that's one thing. But I have some projects that I'm working on on my own. I, let's see, I have been talking with Paul Williams, the director of The November Men, and 
in the month of August, I will be releasing a extended interview I did with him about the November men and his life in Hollywood that begins with a Radio 8 Ball musical divination. So I'm going to kind of think of that as a crossover Radio 8 Ball World is Wrong podcast episode. One, because it's a great musical divination. And two, because I I don't have any superstition around it, but I like to get off of episode 666 of the Radio 8 Ball show. <laughs> And then, like, let it just rest on episode 667. Not the number of the beast, but the neighbor of the beast. (laughs) The neighbor of the beast. (laughs) And uh, that's the number of the neighbor of the beast. And, uh, well, he has two neighbors, one at 665 and one at 667. But you already knew that. And I also am going to be, I've been working at building a new website for my own artistic output i've made a bunch of records over the years several movies that i've acted in and multiple podcasts i produced and a book i put out and they're just sort of all over the place so i'm creating a website called previously yours the name of my band was the previous mr jones and the previous and so i'll be talking about that i'm sure in season two but i'll be working at uh just cataloging all of my make getting all my work in one place where people who are interested in it can find it and people who are interested in one aspect can find the other aspects easily and I gotta tell you that is so much more work like that seems so much less fun to me than talking about movies with you and so (laughs) if we were doing the podcast I would always prioritize that over looking at thinking about and talking about myself and my own work but ultimately if i don't do it it's just not going to get done so yeah uh and a lot of it i made you know many years ago so i'm have a little bit i have enough of distance from it that i'm hoping that i can just sort of look at it as uh almost another person and i'm getting some people to help me with it and and all that but having a having a month where i can really give that my attention uh that's that's really good. And let me see, what else am I going to be working on? I feel, well, well, I, I, I also, I don't really talk about it much, but I still write and record a lot of music. And I put out a record a few years back called All You Get. And I'm working on the next one. And cool. I've been actually... At the beginning of the pandemic, I got pretty inspired and finished production, wrote and produced two new songs that I was really happy with. And then for the last few months, I just haven't been feeling it. But this heat wave, in a weird way, I'm a fire sign. And even though the heat wave was really oppressive, I also feel like it fed me. I feel like Hmm. full of a kind of inspiration around creating art that I haven't felt cool in uh, in many months, let's say. And so that's one of the things that I love about being an older artist. When I was younger, I used to think of those times as writer's blocks, whereas now I see them as the natural flow of inspiration as an artist naturally, as opposed to like if I was a very famous 
successful songwriter and you felt like you had to keep coming at you had to churn out the material then that's a pressure you know you get there's a lot of upsides to that pressure but one of the luxuries about being an artist who doesn't have that is that you can really just allow your natural flow to determine the rate of output and i've just been appreciating that a lot this particular week um so uh uh, so writing a song about uh <laughs> what do you think I'm writing about, Brian? What what is the thing that I'm I'm obsessed with? Gosh, I don't know. It's film adjacent. <laughs> we haven't really talked about it on this podcast. Uh film adjacent? Yeah, I'm getting my feelings about Woody Allen out oh, into a song. Great. <laughs> so song the world will sure be wrong about yes so i'm just saying yeah yeah whatever you got to follow your inspiration (laughs) that's the great thing about uh, the thing i love about songwriting (laughs) is it's it really is a place where you can put you can take a very complex issue and bring it to a, a personal place where the personal point of view expresses a lot of the contradictions without having to get into as you were saying at the beginning an argument it's just sort of like here's an expression and make of it what you will and uh so i'm i'm kind of in the fever of inspiration around that okay and then i wanted to say that we do have an episode that we're going to be coming out with in the middle of our break, and this is the other project that is really inspiring me, is through this podcast, as I said earlier, I got to be friends with Paul Williams, and he sent me his memoir, and it is full of amazing stories. The guy's lived in a, 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 an incredible life and also one that I relate to a lot as someone who has had many opportunities and said no to certain ones which have led to the life I I have. And it's easy to look at the road not taken and meeting an artist like Paul, who's also, you know, several decades, several decades older than me. Yeah, several decades older than me, who sort of demonstrates a possible end point to a life lived artistically like that is uh has been just been it's like meeting a, a a teacher and a friend and it's been really great and what you listeners are potentially going to get out of this is one a very long interview I did with him about all of his films and his life in Hollywood and the different amazing sort of film people he came in when he came into the business as he said it was me and Francis and Marty who were the young guys and I was the one who had actually made films. So having that point of view on Hollywood and on that generation of filmmakers is really unique. And we're working on putting together sort of an accompanying piece to that, um, to that podcast with him where we are going to be just going into anecdotes of his about some of the amazing people that he has had interactions with in Hollywood and as an activist. So people like uh, Karen Black, who he was in a long-term relationship with, and 
Terrence Malick, whose first films he produced, and Brian De Palma, whose films, first films he also produced, and Huey P. Newton, who he worked a lot with as an activist and as a filmmaker. And I hope turning that into a website and possibly its own podcast series based upon Paul Williams' memoirs. So, you know, I guess I realize as I'm saying this, I'm not really going to be get to take any time off, am I? <laughs> you, know, you never do. No, no. Busy no. man. No. <laughs> Whew. So that's what we're up to. And now, in closing to this mini episode... <laughs> <laughs> we have to we're going to bring it all full circle we ended our introduction episode to this podcast with me taking you to task for the way you and AJ talked about Barbara Streisand's performance in the Coppola written The Way We Were and then throughout this podcast I feel like then there was a the whole thing of you hadn't seen What's Up Doc, and that was an issue for you for, you know, or an issue for me, and I, I kept bringing it up. <laughs> and then eventually you did watch it, you liked it, and now I figured maybe we could just close out season one, checking in with you on your <laughs> renewed appreciation for Barbara Streisand, and if potentially you have any new thoughts or corrections you'd like to make to your... Uh, to the the terrible things you said about her and the way we were. <laughs> well, we didn't say anything just about no, her. The whole no. movie in general, we yeah. we said terrible things about. Uh, I I've definitely gotten a newfound respect for her. I really like her. Like I kind of just avoid for whatever reason avoided seeing any movie with her in it. But now I'm very excited to watch movies with her. I'm like looking at her filmography and I'm like, I've never seen Up the Sandbox. I've never seen The Owl and the Pussycat. Like, I've never seen Funny Lady or Funny Girl. Like, I need to see these movies. Uh, the main event, like these movies that I think look good, but for whatever reason, she was a turnoff about it. But now I really like her a lot. And I'm very excited to just kind of open up, be like, I accept you now, Barbara Streisand. I'm not going to run away anymore. Because I was so won over by What's Up Doc, and in particular her performance, which I thought was so good and so just so likable and so such a presence that I'm I'm ready to, to go. Like, bring me Yentl. Let's do it. Like, I'll watch it. I have uh, the Prince of Tides at my house right now ready to be watched. So I'm Prince of Tides to... is good. Prince of Tides. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But for whatever reason, I was like, that's not for me. But now I'm like, this is for me. I can do this now. So I'm no longer going to hide from ba from Barbara Streisand. Good. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Good. Are there, is there any, are there any opinions that I've had that have, you know, you feel like you, like, I, well, I'll say, I feel like you have brought me around on a few things, you know. <laughs> Um, I go on. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what that would be. Like what? Yeah. What's the thing that I turned you around to? I don't know. You ever? You ever heard me talking I, trash about any? Like, have I ever? To, I I feel like I. You know, I talk trash about Forrest Gump, but you know, I have my reasons. <laughs> it's obvious. Yeah, I think I. I don't know. Maybe 
Yeah, we'll find something in the next season that I can turn your opinion around on. I don't know. Okay, we'll start off. Uh, we'll start off next season. You can find something that you can. I'll take you to task on, and (laughs) by the end, we'll wrap up with my new appreciation for it. Maybe it's after last season. I don't know. Maybe, Uh, yeah. Maybe it's already happened. But I'm, I'm glad that we were able to. uh, First of all, I'm really happy that you did finally watch What's Up Doc. I think the audience is very glad you watched What's Up Doc. I've actually had someone write to me and said that they, that they were, they appreciated my stand for Barbara Streisand. So. Just I'm, <laughs> at least someone out there, their heart is just a little bit bigger right now because they know that you're <laughs> you're on the right side of this one. Good. <laughs> so uh, we did it. That's our season one and season two wrap up. And we'll be back at the beginning of September. Who knows if I end up getting ambitious. The, the last... August 31st is a Tuesday, so there's a possibility I'll try and put something in there. Uh, so I don't know. It's We're either going to come back on August 31st or September 7th, but I'm pretty sure sh- whatever we do, I'll post something on August 31st. There you go. And yeah, our contact information is contact at the world is wrong podcast.com. I really look forward to reading what you feel like sharing with us um it will it will bring us great joy to read what you have to say you can find us at the world is wrong podcast www.theworldiswrongpodcast that's our website on instagram at the world is wrong podcast and we don't have a twitter account or a facebook account i don't think we're going to add those in um in season 2 but if we <laughs> do I'll let you know. We'll let you know. But for now, you just have to follow me and Brian, and our links are in the show notes. And until next time, I think I speak for both of us, Brian. Yeah. When I say, just remember, wherever you are, the world is wrong. And it's probably wrong about you.